I imagine for my first sermon with you, you might want to know about me and my ministry instead of hearing a traditional homily. So my ministry in the church did not begin at my ordination, but it began with my baptism as a child. Since my childhood, I have served in the church as acolyte, chairman of committee of acolyte, and chairman of the youth. I sing in the choir, and every Saturday, I cleaned the parish hall of my home church. In 1996, I received a call for the call from God to go to seminary, and after five years of study, I was ordained in the diaconate and Ito the priesthood in 2002. Two years after, after my ordination, I decided to be married to Yolande, who came back from France to join me. But just before getting married, we had a conversation, and I told her, do you know that I have already married a woman better than you? I'm sorry, Yolande is not here to, to answer. <laughs> if you are jealous, angry of her, we will not be able to live for long together. That mysterious lady is the church. And Yolande say yes. And I replied, okay then, let's go. After our first year of marriage, we had our first child, Osni, the one who looks like me. You see him, eh? <laughs> and then came Yolwin, the second one. So we want to stop there. You know, the young people, sometimes they are crazy, eh? you know? But a funny surprise give the Princess Sophie. Sophie is not here, she is going to Bible study. With all this, I believe I had two ministries to fulfill. As a priest, I have a sacred ministry in the church, but as a husband and father of family, I have also a family ministry for God gave us three kids to educate, to take care, and to help become instruments of his peace and his love. During my ministry as priest, I have been priest in charge in three parishes. Since 2012, the Diocese of Haiti has experienced a leadership crisis due to pastoral and administrative, administrative misbehavior. That situation placed some priests in very uncomfortable position. Since 2015, my ministry as a priesthood has been an ordeal, almost beyond bearable. But my faith and my conviction did not fail. By the end of 2016, my family lived with a lot of challenges. On December 23rd, Yolande, my wife, had a complicated surgery. But one week later, Yolwin, my daughter, present a critical illness by bleeding. We were so concerned about her situation. I took her to a specialist who recommended we bring her to 
for emergency surgery to U.S. On January 12, 2017, I brought her to New York, and on 14th, she had this surgery. Yolanda, my wife, had not recovered yet, and I left her in Haiti with the two kids to take care and to send to school every day. Two weeks after, I had to leave Yolwin with a relative in New York because I had to go back to Haiti in order to take care of the, of the other guys. Two weeks la later, I received a phone call from the doctor in New York asking me to go back quickly because the exam revealed a pathology, a pathology required a second surgery for Yolwin. You can imagine what kind of depression and anxiety this creates, especially for Yolande as mother who could not assist her daughter. As soon as possible, I traveled back to New York and on February 9, 2017, Yolwin had the second surgery. And the prognosis from the doctors was much more complicated for Yolwin's future. The medical recommendation was for her to have a follow-up exam every three at six months for the five next year. Unfortunately, I could not stay longer with her. After many considerations, the same relative agreed, agreed to what and care for Yolwin for some a few months. But six months later, that person called me and asked me to come get her. So then, I had to make a difficult decision to bring the entire family during Yolwin in September 2017. In order to keep the balance between both ministries, I request a leave of absence from the Diocese of Haiti. The illness of Yolwin created a sort of shock for my ministries. But as St. Paul says, as we know in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. On March 2018, I, meet, I met a good friend of mine. He's also a good friend of Father Tom. His name is Mike Lumpkin. He sent an email to Father Tom asking, can you lend a hand to a fine priest? Tell me fine priest, but I don't know if I'm, if I'm really a fine priest. Would you be moved by the spirit to reach out to my friend, Sonia, who is living near you? And Father Tom replied, how do you know Sonia, Mike? Have you worked with him, worshiped with him? And how can I contact him? I don't have a job for Sonia, but I can offer him and his family, a parish family to love them, pray for them, and see what else God might bring about. Today, I want to solemnly say thanks to my friends and colleague Mike and Tom for they helped me to keep exercising my two ministries together. I want to thank with all my heart the very members of the Church the Messiah, especially the senior warden for her friendship. A great thanks to the team responsible of for the Alexandria setting. They did 
Ipasle works. To each one of you who shared money, items, furniture for the house, I thank you so much. I thank the clergy for having me between them, Mother Tracy and Reverend Trisha. Above all, thanks to the Messiah family for your love, your respect, and your encouragement. To each one his ministry, but to God the power to judge the performance. There is no ministry smaller than another. Those who clean the church have the same price than those who do pastoral care will it is done with love. As St. Paul says, if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so to remove mountains, but if I don't have love, I am nothing. God gives us gives ministry it is to collaborate with him. And he gave some as apostles, others as prophets, others as evangelists, others as pastors and teachers for the perfect team of the saints, for the work of the ministry and the building of the body of the body of Christ. Although there are five terms in this enumeration, but the spiritual and social dynamics of the church require a multitude of ministries. If you remember, like me, at this last Sunday of Pentecost, where Father Tom said, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was the way to indicate so many ministries in that church. The gospel of today put the ministry of prophecy at the center of interest because John the Baptist was closed the prophetic period of Israel and was considered as the last prophet in the traditional sense. John is the one who best describes the prophetic voice of the church. His ministry was to prepare the people to receive the Messiah. He preached the repentance, the change through the baptism. Repentance means a turning, a great change of direction. Repentance brings the freedom of heart, the forgiveness of sins, the mercy of God, and it should be done every single day of your life. John told the practical way of repentance by exhorting everyone to fulfill his duty, to give good fruit that pleased God. His exhortation touched all the social strata of Israel and everywhere even today. Different groups of people came and asked, what should we do then? The crowd asked, the teachers asked, the tax collectors asked, even the soldiers asked, what should we do? John answered respectively, the man with two tunics, two tunics should share with him who has known, and the one who has food should do the same. Don't collect any more than you are required to. Don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with what you have. Be content with who you are, for who you are. But as church, what should we do more? We need to keep building and exercising ministries that produce good fruits. And St. Paul teaches us about the good fruits of the spirit. They are love, 
joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we do something for the church, in the church, we do it for the glory of God, but we do have at least some benefit. May the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guide your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ.